Welcome to the Bible Literacy Podcast with myself, Emphatic Grace. And today I want to talk to you guys about what is the first step to loving your neighbor? What is the first step to loving your neighbor? Right. Welcome, folks. Uh, before I actually get into the podcast, I'm I'm so excited. I just want to give a shout out to everyone who has been listening to this podcast. This is the last podcast for the year 2021. This is the last episode for 2021. And I want to give a special shout out to those people listening from Mexico, people listening from Australia, people listening from the U.S., and most definitely, definitely my people from home, South Africa. I appreciate you guys. You guys obviously make the most percentage of my listeners. Well, I, I guess, I mean, it, it can't really be obvious, but you do make the most percentage of my uh, my my listeners. But I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys who have decided to click on this podcast and be like, hey, what's this girl all about? Let me hear. And I hope you found at least one or two episodes that have blessed you. And that, yeah, thank you for coming back and actually listening to this episode of the Bible Literacy Podcast, Thy Kingdom Come. Right, let's kick it off. What am I talking about today? The first step to loving your neighbor. I just want to read quickly um, from the book of Luke, chapter 10, from verse 25 to 29. So it reads like this. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So this lawyer is speaking to Jesus, asking Jesus, what shall he do to, to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? I like Jesus the way that he replies because he's replying to him as a lawyer. So definitely you should know the law. So he's like, what is written in the law? How do you read it? How do you read it? Hold on to that. I want you to remember that line. How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, Jesus now replying, and he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this, and you will live. But he, the lawyer, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? So him desiring to justify himself, asked, and who is my neighbor. I want to answer the question that Jesus asked this this guy for myself when he says, how do you read it? And I want to focus on, you know, the parts that he highlighted, which we know in the book of Matthew, Jesus says, those are the most important commands to keep and to, and to live by. And if you keep those, then you're able to keep all the other laws. You won't, you won't break them. And so he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself, which is to say, love your neighbor as yourself. And how do I read that? I myself 
as emphatic grace. How do I read that? I read that as I need to learn to love myself first before I can actually be able to love my neighbor because I need to be able to love my neighbor the same way that I love myself. And so if I fail at loving myself, I will surely fail at loving my neighbor. If I don't know how to love myself, I will not know how to love my neighbor. If I am toxic towards myself, the way that I see myself, the way that I think of myself, the way that I value myself, my self-esteem, my self-image, if all of that is, is sick and is, is unhealthy and is, is not grounded and fixed in, in the image that God um. In, in the image of God that I am made in, if I don't see myself in the image of God that I am actually made in, if I see myself in a negative way, in, in a negative light, it will reflect in the way that I treat other people. And I'm speaking like this because this is something I, I've recently had to just sit down with myself because we don't, we don't, I don't think we really know how much we don't like ourselves until something comes out of us, until we act a certain way or until we react a certain way, until we, we do something. And then we just like, why did I do that? How did that, you know, uh, how did that come out of me? Why, why did I say that? And so I, I've had an opportunity to, to just, just sit with myself and sit with God and and God just highlighted this to me that love your neighbor as you love yourself and I had to ask myself the question then how am I loving my neighbor then it it came to me that how am I loving myself actually you know how do I how do I love me so I my I, I don't have I don't have an answer as to this is the the way that you should love yourself. But the first step to loving your neighbor is loving yourself. But the step before that is loving God so that we can fall in love with him. In fact, we just need to know who God is because part of him loving us is just part of his character. It's part of who he is. It's part of, you know, it's it's just who he is. God loves us regardless of anything. God just loves us as we are. And so if God loves us and we sit in that and we soak in that and we receive that and we find our value in everything that God says about us and we find our value in the truth and in the relationship that we have with him, if we are able to be completely transparent with him and and completely honest with him and enter deeply into that grace that um that just that that is just so overwhelming for us that is there and available for us if we are able to just allow ourselves to soak in his grace and be completely vulnerable and let ourselves go in there and be immersed 
in his love, immersed in the grace of God and see him cleanse us and purify us and change us and transform us instead of trying to change ourselves with in our own ways, instead of coming to God with remorse and regret. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't repent, but before we are actually able to repent, because to repent means that you are completely turning away. But where do we get the strength and the willpower to be able to completely turn away from something that we we had actually been so immersed in, you know, a, a, a character, a part of our character that we had actually been so immersed in that it had become so much of a part of us that, you know, it's, it's, we identified ourselves with that, but now we've come into the light, we've come into the truth, we've come into the realization that this thing is, is actually not good for me. This thing is, is actually killing me. This thing is actually not setting me up in the right ways. It's not setting me up in the right direction. We can't just simply go before God and be like, oh God, I repent. We really, what we really, really need is to say, God, I open my heart to you and I ask you to help me to be able to actually walk away from this thing, to be able to actually uproot if there's anything that needs to be uprooted, completely uprooted. Because sometimes something that I, I, I also just recently realized is that sometimes we think that an issue has been dealt with in our life until because we haven't been in an environment or in a space where that temptation or that thing that is within us is given an opportunity. But until you get put in that space and then it rises up and it shows you that there's still a root, there's still something that is still left within you. There's still a part of that sin that is still left within you that needs to be dealt with. And and you need to just let God uproot it completely because sometimes we can think that we're okay until we find ourselves under that pressure, under that, and in, in that situation where we completely just lose ourselves to something that we thought we had conquered, something that we thought we had overcome. And so who is yourself? Well, we can only know who we really are by getting to know the one I know I'm saying by getting to know the one in whose image we are made in, but that's also a little bit, I think it's a little bit vague. It's a little bit problematic, actually, just hearing myself say that, because getting to know God is not necessarily getting to know me, because I, as much as I'm made in the image of God, I'm not all of God. So I may get to know God and aspects of God, but they, they, those characteristics of God are not necessarily found in me. Those characteristics of God are not necessarily all of them. I mean, there's not to say that there's less of God than, than me. Obviously there's more of God than me, but I need to, I need God to help me to narrow it down to me being able to see the the his image in me if if that makes sense i need god to narrow it down to a point where i can be able to see 
the value of who I am, narrow it down for me to be able to see myself in the way that he sees me, narrow it down for me to, to, so that I can be able to appreciate me and teach me, not just narrow it down. I need him to teach me to love me. I need him to teach me to appreciate me. I need him to teach me to, 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 to care for me. And I need him to teach me how, how to be there, how to protect me, how to, because if I can't protect me, I won't be able to protect someone else. How to, how to not violate me, because sometimes we violate ourselves, even in the way that we think about ourselves, even in, 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 you know, in every, in, in every, whichever way that you find yourself ill-treating you and not treating yourself with love and with respect and with honor and with dignity, because God has given us all of those things. And we're so like it's so easy for us as humans to to jump and want to go and protect someone else and and see the injustice happening in someone else's life and want to stand and fight for other people but do we fight for ourselves do we love ourselves enough to be able to do that because i shouldn't i shouldn't be running to fight for you if i wouldn't do that for me because the command is to love you as i love me so maybe, maybe, just maybe, me running to try to protect you is also derived from a place of selfishness rather than a place of selflessness. It's me trying to make myself feel good about me because I don't know what is good about me outside of you. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I need to know for me what is good about me before I try to make myself feel good by doing good for you. I hope you get like I hope you I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. I hope you're understanding what I'm saying. But let us the first step to loving our neighbor is loving ourselves. And I'm sharing this with you because I am stepping into that journey. I'm stepping into that season of God teach me to love myself. I mean it's not really something new. It's something that I actually, in retrospect now, I've, I've been praying about like since last year, but I, I, had to, I had to come to a realization of also what are those things that need to be worked on in me still? What are those things, um, what are those areas of me that I hate, that I'm, I'm, I'm demonstrating self-hate towards how am i demonstrating self-hate and how then do i learn to love myself how then do i learn how do i how do i or, or rather what then do i need to work on to to remove and to get rid of in order for myself to realize the value that i actually have in order for myself to realize the worth that I have outside of everyone else. Because I come and I add value to someone else because I already know what my value is, not because I'm seeking value. 
I come and I add validation into someone else's love, not in someone else's life, not because I am seeking validation, but because I already know how valid I am. And that's how, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Like we need to get to a point of being full and whole so that we can pour out from a place of wholeness and not from a place of emptiness and seeking to to be validated by other people for what we do you know not seeking to not seeking acknowledge not seeking applause but finding delight in actually giving into other people's lives and pouring out into other people's lives and just just letting ourselves go into other people's lives freely because we are so confident and sure and in love with ourselves, we are able to then love other people. It's that first step of, of that you need to take in order to be able to love your neighbor. Because the frustrations that you feel with your life right now regarding some maybe the people that are around you and everything maybe you need to take a step back the first step that you need to take is a step back just take a step backwards and actually just look at yourself and question yourself and ask yourself why am i doing this how how is it that i keep finding myself in the same spot with these same feelings even though it's different people. Because the truth of the matter is, wherever you go, there you will be. So then maybe, maybe the issue is with you. Maybe there is something that needs to change in you. And maybe what needs to change in you is that you need to learn how to love your neighbor by first of all, loving yourself. May God bless you. May the grace of the Lord be with you as you enter into this new year. I pray and I speak a blessing over your life. A blessing that is not materialistic. A blessing that is not money. But a blessing that is a change of heart. And I pray this for myself as well, Lord. As well, Lord, that a change of heart, a change of attitude, a change of self-perspective, a change of even God perspective, a change of eternal perspective, just just a change of heart, a change of character, a change of everything within me so that I may be in alignment, perfect alignment with the good and perfect and pleasing will of God. And I know, God, that it's a process and I know it's going to take time, but we will remain. We will remain and continue to trust you in the situations that are complicated, in the situations that don't make sense, in the moments that that are so hard pressing that we just want to quit and run. But we will stay. We will stay because we trust your hand that you will not harm us, but you will heal us, that you will deliver us. And that you will set us free from ourselves. And that you will bring us to a place 
of conquering our fears through faith, that we may be a people of faith and not a people of fears, that are not a people that is ruled by fears. I bless you, Lord. I, I give you I give you praise, I give you honor, I give you glory. I thank you, Lord, for the grace that you have given to us. I thank you, God, that we are more than conquerors in you, Christ Jesus, and that there's absolutely nothing that is too hard for you. There's absolutely nothing that is too hard for you. And so everything in our hearts, everything heavy, every burden, we lay it down at your feet and at your altar, Lord God. And we just ask you, Lord God Almighty, to just transform our hearts. Our hearts transform us in our hearts, in our hearts, in our hearts, in our hearts. Change our hearts. Change our souls. Change our minds. Change our attitudes. Change our wills, Lord God Almighty. We surrender everything to you, God. In your name, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Grace. Thank you for listening to the Bible Literacy Podcast with myself and Fatty Grace. If you would like to be in touch with me about anything that I've spoken about in this episode, please feel free to send me an email at emphaticgrace at gmail.com. That's emphaticgrace at gmail.com. I'm also available on Instagram and on Facebook. Instagram is emphatic underscore grace. And Facebook, there's a page you can follow, emphatic grace. Grace be with you.